Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, the likely last Sherlock podcast <laughs> that you just can't miss. Now, I'm not sure if this was a uh, final episode altogether, but that's kind of what it feels like. Um, For a variety of reasons. I have some words on that. We'll get back to it later, though. He's got some words. Yes. Giving us a talking to. <laughs> My name is Dave, and I'll be the detective with you this evening, and with me as always... Andy! Who is the companion. So, when we last left off Sherlock... Yeah, so um, hey, where have we been? I, I feel like this podcast should have been out already. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you were busy too, so... Yeah, well. yeah. So when we last left off Sherlock, we know one major thing, which was that... Uh, Watson was getting shot to death. <laughs> getting shot. Well, yeah, that's right. He was getting shot not to death, <laughs> as we learned in this episode, and what we probably most expected in this episode, and that his shooter was, in fact, Sherlock's sister, uh, Euros? Euros? Euros. I, I thought it was E-U-R-O-S, but uh, I've been seeing it E-U-R-U-S now. So, like, money, or... I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought it was. But but we learned that this episode called The Final Problem was directed by, or written by both Stephen Moffat and uh, Mr. Gatiss. Which is the same as The Abominable Bride, I believe. Sounds about right. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about the title, The Final Problem, is a reference to the story The Adventure of the Final Problem, which I believe is the same story uh, where Sherlock and Moriarty go over the Reichenbach Falls in the in the original stories, which is, is which it? is strange considering uh, that already happened in the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, they can do things however they want, especially when they split two stories up as they often tend to do. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we start this episode off. With a little girl in a plane. Everybody on the plane zonked out. They got those uh, breath things hanging out from the ceiling. Um, they're basically unconscious, and the plane, I think, is going down, but apparently it's just on autopilot. So when I first saw this scene, I, th I was thinking this was a flashback from Eurus. Did you? I was thinking something else. What were you thinking? I I was thinking it was fake. I, well, I was thinking it was like a stage. Like he was going to walk into a room and it was going to be the inside of a fake plane. Mm. That's what I thought. Like the girl was hired by, you know, Moriarty or Euros or whatever. See, I was thinking it was um, a flashback and maybe that's why they thought she was dead or something. Like <laughs> she crashed in some plane a long time ago. Uh, that's no. <laughs> just some weird thing I was thinking of. Mm. Goodness. Um, so she's in this plane, and she picks up a phone that's ringing and because she needs somebody's help, and who's to pick up but, you know, Mr. Jim Moriarty, who wants to play a game because he's like Jigsaw in Saw. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This episode's basically a Saw movie, isn't it? 
without the dismembering of body parts. Of course. Just just <laughs> in concept. Right. So, is it really Jim Moriarty that's calling her, or is some trickery going on? Well, it's it, not known at this point, actually, because <laughs> there's this point in the show where you're like, wait, is he actually alive? I'm, I'm a little confused at this point. And I'm thinking, of course, I'm thinking, okay, so this is how Moriarty recruited Eurus a long time ago, and he never ages. Mm. <laughs> He's a super powerful, never ages, never <laughs> dies. He's some kind of time lord. <laughs> or she is. Or He's the master, right? Yeah, he's the master. Pretty much. I mean, very similar, actually, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it goes into the main title there, um, and then it comes back with uh, Mr. Brother Holmes. <laughs> uh, he's sitting in a movie theater, or maybe it, I think it's his own personal home theater um and he's watching some old movies and he knows every line by heart as you can see um and then things start cutting in and out to it looks like some home videotapes uh, of him and his brother and well obviously sister as well mm. uh, but why is it playing like that on the theater that's not what we wanted to see <laughs> He wanted to watch some old Sherlock Holmes movies and, and things. And I thought for an instant, because there's only a split second where you see their dad at a younger age, I, I thought it was freaking uh, whatever the the current doctor is. Oh, oh, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, <laughs> can't sorry. Remember th- can't remember his name. Uh, why is my, I'm drawing a blank. I'm half asleep right now. Well, you're, ha- you're drawing a blank because I'm drawing a blank, and I it's contagious. Yeah. Probably. Anyways, it looked like him, but it was only for Capaldi. Capaldi. Yes. Very good. Um, I didn't Google it. It also, came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> and in the screen, obviously, it ends with I'm back. That's the main theme throughout the season. Um, and he goes around the house, and oh, boy, it turns into a haunted house uh, theme. So, did you think he was dreaming? Well, I'm not sure because we did see the Abominable Bride with ghosts and stuff, too. Right. Um, So, it could be the same sort of thing. Or it could actually be ghosts. Why not? And then the doctor would have to save him. Uh, But no, it's actually all being played by uh, Sherlock. He he planned the whole thing. Uh, Um, Something I saw in the comments was like, if Sherlock and Watson wanted to be supervillains, they totally could with it. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of Eurus. Eurus. Well, that's true, yeah. Eurus yeah. is Sherlock. She's just the female version and evil. That's yeah, true. Well, so, so like is Mor- Moriarty, though, too. Yeah, that's what I thought before when I saw Moriarty, but I think she fits the bill a little bit better Yeah, a little as bit. far as his complete and utter equal. Well, Maybe I wouldn't say equal. I'm not sure. I wouldn't say equal in... in all senses yeah she's much less human which is hard to do yeah uh anyways brother holmes wants to fight this thing with his you know sword cane or gun or whatever the heck he has cane sword gun pretty awesome yeah it was pretty uh (laughs) but it's okay it's really just sherlock and watson they're doing it in order to prove that he can admit that there is in fact a sister right um 
which is fine and dandy, I suppose. Which I guess uh, uh, Watson said that he would never admit it unless he did something like this, unless he scared the crap out of him he, or unless something. Unless he was, uh, yeah, unless he was peeing his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and they just made him admit that there is, in fact, a sister, and that Watson said she shot him, and he's like, that's not even possible because she's locked away in a, a mental institute. Not a mental, um, no, a, a, a prison. Uh, well, it is, right? It's a, isn't it a prison and mental institute? I'd say it's more of a prison. insane or whatever? I'd say it's more of a prison. Just a regular prison, yeah. you think? Just a, an extremely high security prison. All right. So, I guess that makes Brother Holmes their next client. Which that prison is called Sharonford. Sharonford? That's what we were talking about last time. Mm, Sharonford, right. Yep. Okay, that makes sense then. So, Brother Holmes hangs out at uh, 221B Baker Street and acts as their client, telling them various things about their past, including uh, Sherlock. He has to sit in the chair before he does anything. <laughs> and then and then he talks about their family dog, which meant missing, and everybody knows it was the sister that, you know, hit it or killed it or, or did whatever with it. Redbeard. And her only... Cl- yeah, Redbeard, and the only clue they she gave him or them was a little song or poem that made absolutely no sense. Um, but that's apparently the key to the whereabouts of the dog. But the funniest thing is uh, Sherlock doesn't remember any of this, anything at all. We were thinking last episode, like, how yeah. wouldn't he recognize his sister? That's because he doesn't even remember he has one. Okay, so <laughs> that conversation where. Where Moriarty, uh, Moriarty, where Mycroft says, "You remember what happened to the other one?" That was that not with Sherlock? Was was he talking to somebody else there? I don't even remember now. I, I was thinking that was season two, but I thought he was talking to he Sherlock. Was, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that had to be season two because the only time he ever mentioned something like that in this season was when he's talking to Watson about it didn't happen the first time. No, no, it was from a uh, previous season. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure. Let me see here. Okay. I found it. Okay. Mm. After dismissing the possibility that he's experiencing brotherly compassion, Mycroft remarks, "You know what happened to the other one?" Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the context <laughs> of that scene. Basically, I have to watch the whole thing over again. It was from. His last vow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but... I don't know who he's talking to. Wait, here we go. Uh, Let me see if this clip gives me a clue. He's not talking to Sherlock. He's talking... I think he's just talking to some other, like, government dude or something. I I don't recognize the other guy. The government dude. Some other guy that probably works with him in in the secret parts of the government or something. Right. I don't remember even what we were thinking when we saw it. Uh, I don't think we've. Well, we weren't podcasting back then. Something that we we overlooked. Were we pod? Were we? Did we do a season three podcast? Yeah, we did all of uh, the season three. We uh, we must not have mentioned it then, or I don't. It was season two. It was season two of our podcast. Well, uh, yeah, that was on his last vow, which was the uh, Charles Augustus Magnuson episode, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's when it was mentioned. I thought it was earlier than that, but I guess not. And uh, it's just been so long. <laughs> uh, right. 
But yeah, so that's when it was mentioned, and it it doesn't look like he was talking to Sherlock, so I guess that makes sense. Okay, so Sherlock doesn't know what happened to the other one because he didn't know even I had a sibling. But as they talk more about it, he, he gets little flashes here and there of their old home, their old dog, uh, things they used to play, but that barely anything at all. Okay, um, so this this uh, supposed dog, Redbeard, um, is this what Sherlock... Okay, in the first episode of this season, he hires this dog, this, uh, dog to sniff out... Um, like a location or whatever, remember? Yeah. And and there was something about the dog that Sherlock like really uh connected with, wasn't there? Like 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 uh, Watson well, noticed something strange about that, I thought. Oh, I guess I didn't really pay attention to that. I glossed over. Yeah, and and basically when when I saw the dog in that episode, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, I probably didn't, but um it sounded it it seemed like maybe this dog um, was maybe perhaps a, a a dog from that he owned earlier in his life or something, and that's what it, that's what it almost looked like to me. Uh, mm. Like there was some kind of connection with that dog, but maybe it was just sort of like a subconscious thing of him trying to. Uh, maybe it just brought back memories of Redbeard, or uh, suppressed memories of Redbeard. <laughs> sure, I mean that's uh, that's taking a bit far. Uh, considering the truth of the matter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways, I mean, uh, you know, that's what it was. It was basically repressed memories, though, right? Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Sherlock was basically, how is she locked up in a prison? Uh, killing a, or making a dog go missing is hardly any real crime <laughs> worth that kind of a punishment. And he's like, quite true, Sherlock. She burnt down the house, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um and, and a that bit they, more. they basically just accepted that. Right. Uh, so at that point, uh, a drone starts flying through their apartment. Well, uh, Mycroft claims that there's no way she could have gotten out of the prison, basically. Right, because it's, you know, basically think of Magneto in X-Men in his prison. Sort of, yeah. Where you're not, he's not supposed to be able but, to uh, with one, have any luck of leaving. With one very critical flaw that I'll mention in a minute. Uh, <laughs> so the so the drone. So the drone comes through the kitchen, heading towards her way. Um, I think it's Mycroft that says, "Don't move." Yeah. Um, so he recognizes a a um, motion sensor grenade, which, by the way, the motion of the drone would have set it off. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not set to notice motion detective and detection until it lands. Okay. Was my thought. Okay. But if that's true, then why didn't they move when Before it was moving? Before it landed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah, motion detective. Uh, Maybe it's grenade heat, that's going heat to and motion detected. Right. So it only detects the motion uh, of hot objects. <laughs> hot objects. Yes, like people. Um. They basically said it's such a powerful explosion that it's gonna ruin the apartment and probably kill Mrs. Uh, Hudson below. <laughs> <laughs> so they have two minutes before she's done vacuuming and putting uh, puts the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, away. they calculate that the the best uh, timing for them to to jump is when when she's putting the vacuum away, which is gonna be eight seconds after she's done vacuuming. <laughs> basically. Uh, Sherlock and Watson are going to jump out the windows, uh, 
Mycroft is going to run down the stairs and somehow save Mrs. Hudson. And that's how they're going to get out of it. Which, I mean, that sounds like it shouldn't have worked, but apparently it did. I just see in real life them jumping at the window and bouncing back because it's not like the movie. <laughs> uh, That's true. And then they die, which would not be very good. Did they go? Did they 17. go kick, kicked out feet first for, though? It was something like that. I that think. That's yeah. a little bit more plausible then. Okay. So boom goes the explosion, and then they're pirates. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the sea, mind you. Yes. In the middle of the sea where these two uh, sailors are, you know, about to hit a storm or whatnot. Randomly, Sherlock and Watson show up and they take it, you know, by hijacking it. They uh, commandeer. (laughs) They commandeer it, yes. (laughs) They're like, I'm Sherlock. The detective? The pirate. (laughs) Um... Which is great. Which yeah, it's that ties for in. A spin-off that show. ties into something later, doesn't it? Like Redbeard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I guess I don't know. Was like, Sherlock I'm just Blackbeard? Here. I think so. Okay. I think he's Blackbeard, and uh, the the dog was Redbeard. Yes. <laughs> um, I couldn't understand why Sherlock couldn't just I don't know rent a boat or something, mm-hmm. and uh, just go there. Well, it was supposed to be a legitimate uh, a boat that was supposed to be out that way. I think is the idea, so that it it doesn't um, alert suspicion from the uh, the radar people until it gets mm. way too close. Now they um, they're basically going to Alcatraz. The way I saw it is Alcatraz. Alcatraz in um, the ocean, but yeah, Alcatraz in the ocean. Well. Alcatraz is in the ocean. It's in the isn't it in the bay? Uh, I thought it was in the bay. It is in Watch Dogs too. Ocean. <laughs> is it? Well, that's exciting. They may have changed things around, um, though. I don't know. Anyways, this is a very high security, uh, tech savvy uh, prison, and they see that the ship is coming their way. They ask it to halt, but they're basically saying we're gonna hit the rock. They go outside and they find the sailors tied up to each other. And another pair of sailors that basically say these people hijacked my uh, my boat. Well, you you have you have Watson and you have this uh, this gray beard guy. Yeah, this older gentleman that looks like the guy in uh, I don't know Jaws or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's. And I was that, I, I was immediately thinking it was disguise. I I didn't yeah, think I it was, looked like I disguise, but I thought this is I mean. That's something Sherlock Holmes that, does sometimes. Well, I th- yeah, I thought one, it's Watson there with him, right? And I only remember two people in the boat, and then right. two, uh, yeah, Sherlock does do disguises sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, and three, you know, I was just basically going off of what the detective there was saying too, the uh, the warden of the prison. Saying, Mr. Holmes, he says, quite right, but you got the wrong one. That's Takes off his disguise. Was it cool. was Mycroft. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out uh, that the warden had let a pass to some random worker, but it wasn't a worker. It was Sherlock. Right. And he's going around with, like, a, I think it's a Cockney accent or something. No, it, like was, uh, it was, it was like a, 
Scottish or something, wasn't it? Uh, it could be Scottish, yeah. I don't know the first thing. I, I think it was. Him. I think it was Scottish. And he he's just basically acting like he's even walking differently. I just don't remember. Uh, <laughs> just to act like he's part of the area. Yeah. And he walks basically just walks right in to uh, Magneto's cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Euros's cell. Um, okay, so there's there's obviously uh, we'll get to another major flaw in a minute, but the the biggest flaw I think that should have been addressed in this prison from day one is she is so very easily able to communicate with the people working there. There should be no speaker. There should be people should be wearing headphones, etc. <laughs> Well, they need to also be able to speak to her and give her orders and let her know things as well. They can speak to her without needing to hear her response, or at least not. Well, not if you got it. headphones, you're just going to be yelling. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's a prison. <laughs> any, anyway, she's in the, her own little cell playing a violin. She like immediately Sherlock. knows it's yeah. She immediately knows it's Sherlock, even facing away from him, because um, she asks if. She brought the gift she wanted him to bring or whatever um, from the last time she saw him, which I, I don't know which was the last time he saw him. Was it, uh, the, was it, the, was it the paper? No. No. I don't remember. I don't remember specific what she was looking for, but it was mostly Sherlock there asking her specific questions like, how did you get out of your cell? Because even though she's here once again as a master of disguise, I swear she's a different person every time I see her, uh, it is the same actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that, that is the real question. Because I was asking that myself, too. Was that just somebody she hired or something? Somebody she manipulated? Uh, but no, she can get out in and out as much as she wants, apparently. Right. And he needs to figure out how that is. Right. And, and she, she tells, tells him, him to well, step step closer and touch the glass. Step closer, touch the glass. Except there is no glass at all. It's they just have those like things that would be on the glass that are sticking out of the side of the does, bars. How does Sherlock not catch this? Uh, you see, we don't catch it because we're not seeing it in three D. But I feel like he would know. Yeah, in three D, it's it's it would. Well, I mean, it's not a hundred percent obvious. People do walk into glass thinking it's it's a open window, or if it's really super clean. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, I guess she was using the speaker system somehow to to trick it, but still. Yeah, she trick was his doing senses. like a uh, yeah, she was doing like a Mission Impossible thing or something. She had something in her throat or on her throat yeah, that I, allowed I didn't really her to connect that. to the speakers. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I have no idea. It was. It's being a little far fetched as usual as it usually does, but whatever. Um, and she clasps his hand. Uh, now this is also inconsistent with a later scene as well. But I don't know. Whatever. We're gonna just skim right past that. Um, and he still wants to know, even though there is no glass, how did she get out of the prison? How did she escape? How did she get to land? And all of those different things. Um, to which he says, uh, like this, and she smacks him on the head. (laughs) Um, what happened? Well, the, uh, prison warden clicked a button to put on red alert, right? So, both Mycroft and Watson were about to get taken away. Oh, the reason Uh, that is, 
is because they were watching old security footage of how uh, Euros would talk to the different uh, guards and how the, uh, the the warden there said that basically anybody she talked to was suddenly under her control, right? Under and control. and uh, And Watson recognized the warden's voice on the end of one of these tapes, basically confirming that the warden was under her control. Mm. That's what caused him to set off the alarm because they recognized it. Right, and so he basically was kind of wandering aimlessly trying to find Sherlock or something when the alarms were blaring, and then he heard Mike, not Mycroft, <laughs> Moriarty's voice over the speaker um, saying stupid things like, Red Alert, Red Alert, Darth Vader, uh, <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, and then this is when it, it cuts to a scene on top of the prison with uh, the warden meeting up with Moriarty coming out of a helicopter. I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing basically the thing in the first season when he's listening to his iPhone or iPod and dancing. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of like when he hacked into the, the crown jewels, was it? Somewhat similar, yeah. yeah. And it turns out this is five years prior, so that's probably around the same time. Yeah. Um, um, so he was brought there as a Christmas gift to Euros. Um, thanks to Mycroft, right? What an idiot. <laughs> uh, Mycroft hires this guy? Uh, why? I just... I well, because you're as I guess he... Well, is is Mycroft under her spell as well? I don't think that's the case, exactly. I think, basically, he uses her for... For, uh... Information. Well, inform information intellect. and like yeah, her her smarts to try to de deduce things better than Sherlock could, I guess. Uh, but also, you know, he's her brother, and so she probably gets to him in that sense. Yeah. Um. So we that we learn then that's how she connected. And you with, know, he probably feels, uh, Moriarty. feels guilt for uh, telling everybody that she's dead. Yeah. This is how she connected with Moriarty. She had him basically record a bunch of lines. Um, that she can use as like a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. At her will. I was a little disappointed with that. I think what they should have done is had him actually record the entire, uh, you know, basically the whole the whole setup here. Right. So basically, that's our setup for the rest of the episode. And what happens in the rest of the episode is that okay, the warden. Watson, Sherlock, and Mycroft are locked in the same room together, and uh, Euros is talking to them like Jigsaw. She puts on the speaker the sound of the little girl in the airplane asking for help, and little by little, they start helping her figure out what's going on. So Sherlock wants to know what the plane looks like, uh, what the people are doing, um, and doesn't what's going on and outside he, and all he, that. He barely gets any answers every time. Yeah, every time it's just one, like, it's like 30 seconds at bare, you know, maximum. Um, so, and throughout, it's like a big puzzle. This entire episode's like a big puzzle. Instead of saying the final problem should be the final puzzle or something. <laughs> because that's what this is, little jigsaw pieces. Um, so, their first task is to kill the warden. The f final puzzle, that, that could be sort of... Uh, the name of the second to last uh, Doctor Who episode last season too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so they have to kill the warden. It doesn't matter who does it. Um, Mycroft doesn't want any more blood on his hands. Uh, w Watson's like, okay, I'll do it. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. Or, I'll, well, I'll do it. Whatever. Did he did he say I'm a soldier? I'll do it. Or did did Sherlock say that? I don't know. I know the soldier came up. Later. Yeah, that came up later. Um. So he points the gun at the warden, but he says, "Ah, sorry, can't do it." <laughs> All matter of factly, and and the guy's like, "I have a family. What would you do to you know see your family again or whatever?" And Watson still says he can't do it, so the guy takes so, the gun and pulls it okay. on himself. What would you do to see your family again? I'll kill myself to see my family again. That makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> hey, logic. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, so their first task is completed, um, which brings them, I guess, to their next task. The gun itself has one bullet in it left, uh, which she tells Sherlock he's going to need. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> so a, a secret, I guess just a random secret entrance to the room opens up, uh, and they have to head in that direction to see what their next task is. <laughs> and they come up to a table, but above it is a rifle. And she presents him with a picture of three different people, and he has to figure out who shot the gun. Um, and he, he kind of does some interesting deductions here. He figures out if that has a big drawback in the gun. If he fires it, it's going to shatter the glasses. Right. This guy's got, like, something wrong with his hands. You know, he couldn't shoot it or, or aim very well. Mm -hmm. um, and to help him decide better, she threw out uh, those three people, right, in outside the uh, window. Yeah. To that room. Yeah. They're just dangling um, right outside the window. I guess he said, she said, what did she say about them? Um, It, it was like. I know what she did, but what did she <laughs> say she was going to do? Because I was a little confused. She she wanted him to condemn the person who shot the gun. Okay. And she wanted him to say the words, I condemn this person. And once he did, she killed the other people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mind This games. is okay. Um, so you were saying she's his equal. Well, she's completely on a different level of inhumanity than Sherlock. She doesn't sense as many emotions as he does. Uh, granted, he doesn't really sense much either. Uh, but she mixes them up, like <laughs> so. She doesn't. She doesn't see the difference between them. Mm. She's like, I sometimes don't understand the difference between laughing and screaming. And stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So they go on to a room number three, in which they find a little coffin. Little, I, I mean, really little coffin. Um, the the lid on it says "I love you," and he's trying to figure out who it belongs to. And Watson uh, thinks it might be a Irene Adler, but Sherlock says she's way too, you know, big or <laughs> tall for this for this. To fit in this, he's got to be somebody shorter, somebody who could fit. And then he figured Molly. Right. Which, by the way, um, this brings me to a point. Um, Molly has been barely in this season. And the same with that other dude, uh, the, the one of those other police uh, detective guys. Um, 
He's he was kind of in all these other seasons, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in more, and so was she. Uh, and I think there was another. Then was any of the seasons. There was like other police detectives too, wasn't there? No, yeah, the uh, the police. Um, his partner, the one with like the red hair, or, or yeah, I don't, I don't know, but there was, there was other, there was other characters um, in the police department, and I think the the problem with this season um, is basically the reason why we didn't see those characters is that they weren't really uh, solving very uh, straightforward cases like they were in the other seasons um, quite as much, so they weren't interacting with the police department quite as much either. And so we don't see as much of Molly. We don't see uh, those other, those other people either. And right. and I I didn't like that about this season. I think those those supporting characters really do help the show. And and you know Sherlock and Watson are great. And more and Mycroft is fun. <laughs> this is probably the most we've seen of of Mycroft. Yeah, this is actually. definitely Mycroft. Probably the other way around. Mycroft season. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which makes sense, you know, because it's all about Eurus, basically. But um, it would, st- it, I, I, I would still like to have seen more of uh, just like a, a standard case. Mm. Um, so we figure out that it's Molly again, and what Eurus wants Sherlock to do is to call Molly, and without warning her of what's going on or saying she's in danger or saying anything that would, you know, lure her in. To what's going on, his goal is to get her to say that she loves him. Say the thing on the coffin, I love you. Right. Um, so he calls her, takes a couple times because she doesn't want to answer the phone. Uh, but she finally answers the phone, and he's basically saying, Hey, Molly, I need you to do something for me and tell me that you love me. <laughs> uh, it's, for, it's for an experiment. It's, it's, it's an experiment. And she's like, Don't play games with me, Sherlock. And then he's like, uh, it's not a game, except it kind of is. Uh, just, just, just you say play that a game. Uh, I love it. He says, I don't want to say it because it's true. Well, if it's true, why don't you just say it? Because I, it, it won't matter because you don't love me. That. And then it's just back and forth, back and forth. Um, the only way he gets her to say it is by saying that he loves her first. And then she says it in the last second, uh, MacGyver style. <laughs> Stopping the fake bomb from blowing up because there's no bomb, there isn't anything. Uh, The mind game here was that he ruined her life just by saying that he loved her. Well, basically make uh, the whole emotional distress situation. And, And then after the phone call, before they move on to the next room, he just goes crazy and just completely obliterates the coffin and basically... He, I think he's more angry with himself for having to put her through that, I think, is the idea. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. Um, and even Euros was nice enough to let him take his time on this one <laughs> <laughs> because he needed to uh, set his frustrations. Um, so he goes on to the next room, and what's in there? Um, I don't... Nothing. Nothing? Okay. It was blank. Um, and their goal on this one is to, for Sherlock to kill somebody. It doesn't matter who, it's his choice. He can either call, uh, kill Mycroft or uh, Watson. And first, Mycroft is making Watson seem like a doof. <laughs> Basically trying to uh, anger Sherlock to the point of just killing him. Right. Uh, Reverse psychology. 
Right, reverse psychology, and, and Sherlock's smart enough to at least know that's what he's doing, which makes killing him even that much harder. Uh, but also, while he's deciding to kill Mycroft, <laughs> Mycroft tells him that when uh, Euros met with uh, with Moriarty, all these names, um, they only met for five unattended minutes, and to which he wondered if they could really pull off all this... Um, planning in five minutes. So he tries to make a... Uh, he throws a wrench in it. Throws a wrench in it. He puts the gun up to his own face, and he's about to kill himself uh, before they pull a Hunger Games and <laughs> uh, stop it. Well, they they zip them all with, with sleep darts. Yep, sleep darts that are coming out of the room. Well, that one's like Indiana Jones, actually. Yeah. Um... And then they all wind up in different cells of, well, you can call them cells, I suppose. Though I'm not sure where they put Mycroft. They didn't show us, did they? They said they yeah, said something the at the end. I think the idea is at first you need, uh, up until the end, you you have to think of the possibility that he's been killed, I think. Yeah, Basically, um, in this next room, Sherlock wakes on a table and he's talking to the girl on the plane again. Um, he, she's basically said he's been out for hours and hours. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much all you, you learn from that one. But you also start learning that Watson is in some kind of hole or room or something that's flooding. Um, and by his feet are some bones, which they figure are the uh, dog bones from the dog that the sister killed many, many years ago that they could never find. Right. Um, but they start realizing something else, and that those bones aren't dog bones. He missed something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Redbeard was not a dog. In fact, there was a fourth Holmes. No, no. He was not Holmes. It wasn't a Holmes? Who was it? Was it? Just, it was just a friend, a, a friend of Sherlock's. Oh, then that doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought it was a, a a Holmes. He went by so quick when they were going flashback. Yeah, flash, no, flash, it was flash, just. Flash. A, I'm like, oh man, it was just a uh, you know a local friend of of Sherlock's that they played. Oh, somebody they, was annoying. They played pirates. I guess Sherlock was Blackbeard and he was Redbeard. Okay, I I thought it was a brother. Um, so uh, silly me. Um, so that's not as dramatic actually. I, yeah, I'm, I could be wrong, but I, I remember a couple moments that they were talking about him like a friend instead of a brother, so. Okay. Uh, anyways, well, actually, this is, actually, I want to talk about four. Why was, why was Mycroft talking about a dog then? I don't think he was. I think he just said Redbeard, and, and I think maybe Sherlock brought up the, the dog, possibly. Hmm. I thought he said something about maybe, it. Maybe he did, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to go back and watch that again, but I, I don't remember specifically. But maybe he was just. Uh, did Did Sherlock not remember Redbeard at all, or did he just not remember Eurus? He didn't remember Redbeard until Mycroft said something. But then he said something, and he remembered a dog. He remembered a dog. Okay, so I think that's what it was. I think. Uh, Mycroft maybe said Redbeard, and then Sherlock remembered a dog of Redbeard. And then that, that's kind mm. of where everything led from. 
Which, you uh, so know, Mark Croft already to... knew what had happened there, that he had repressed the memories and he had changed uh, Red Beard into a dog. <laughs> right. So the, the important thing we need to know about here, for the climax of the episode anyways, Watson is not in a flooding room. He's in some kind of a well or something. And uh, it is the same one that the little boy died in. Timmy uh, is hence stuck the in bones. the well. And Sherlock now needs to figure out where that is. Um, and the way that he does this is he goes way back to that sing-songy rhyme thing his sister used to sing all the time. And for, for some reason, he remembers every word now. Um, and there's a graveyard back behind their house that has weird dates on it. Turns out the weird dates correlate to that song. And if he puts them all in chronological order in his mind palace, <laughs> he comes up with a new note that basically says, uh, help, I'm lost, come find me in my room, or something to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Sherlock races back to the house and goes into Euros's old room, and there she is sitting there um, in a trance of some sort. She still thinks she's the girl on the airplane or something. Yeah, so the whole time, every time you heard the airplane thing, it was Eurus. Yep, it was her doing a Master of Disguise thing again. So uh, this is why I think they should have done the whole uh, game thing set up with with Moriarty. They should have had him do the game, and then she could have been, you know, the child in need. And yeah, but I mean, I get I I get why they didn't because they want to have more of the dr- dramatic uh, tension between Euros and uh, and Sherlock and Moriarty and all of them. But then again, it, it and Mycroft, I mean, not Moriarty. <laughs> and and but then again, why even bring Moriarty into the equation other than the fact that they have to pay off for the for the cliffhanger? Yeah, they have to explain it. And it wasn't it wasn't that satisfying <laughs> for what they did. She could have done that all without him. Yeah. Um, but whatever. It was kind of cool to see Minecraft again. Even that, if yeah, that one scene, uh, the seconds. one scene with the helicopter was really cool. But I think that the whole recording thing was a, was a kind of a lame gimmick. <laughs> Anyways, he tells his sister in the attic or whatever room she has uh, that it's okay. She's home now, and he'll help her go where she needs to go. But first, uh, she needs to help him find uh, Watson. And of course, they find Watson. He's okay. Um, all is well. Um, and so they bring her back to her same prison cell, which is now has a glass on it. And I mean, it had a glass on it when Sherlock and them were in it. And I don't get how the difference is. And I don't know. Um, it didn't have a but glass when she was in it before. Right. She didn't have a glass when she was in it, but when they were held captive in it, there was glass. <laughs> right. So they she just fixed it before she put them in it. I don't know. Uh, sure. I don't know. Um, so she's taken back to her cell. Uh, Sherlock's parents are informed of what really went down. They are hate these, my copper Are these uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's parents, like real-life parents? I don't even remember. I thought... I, I think it is. Uh, let's see here. Timothy. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, yep. Okay. Both both are his uh, actual parents in real life. Uh, yeah, figured. Um, and here's the one of the most intriguing parts of the show. 
is this end montage. Um, Sherlock visits his sister, probably s somewhat normal, like on a, uh, I don't know, weekly schedule. I don't know. He probably visits her all, all the time at this I'm point. I'm guessing <laughs> once a year. Once a year, like you think? Like the Christmas thing. And she, she and him play uh, the violin together. She doesn't speak anymore. She only plays. She doesn't violin. speak anymore. She just kind of, you know, talks through the violin, through the music. Um, we watch as Sherlock and uh, Watson rebuild the apartment and deal with some random cases that we don't know much about. And uh, apparently, um, Molly is completely fine and happy again. She, yep, she's she's totally good. <laughs> However, that um, happened. <laughs> Mary has another DVD for them that basically says. Um, there will always be, uh, one Sherlock Holmes and one John Watson, and they will always fight crime and do what's right forever. Um, and then they kind of just run off into the sunset. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that's how, how it ends. It is not a cliffhanger. It's the first season without a right. cliffhanger. And, well, okay, so this is what I read about the end of the episode, is they were playing with the idea of ending it with uh, a title at the bottom of the screen that says the beginning instead of the end. Basically, the idea is at the end of this episode, the Sherlock and Watson that we see are kind of have kind of grown into the Sherlock and Watson that people kind of are familiar with from the old stories more more along the lines of. E even though we've gone through many of the famous stories already, these are more of that that um, that kind of uh, friendship. The character development and chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically this is sort of the beginning of a new chapter of, of, of Sherlock and Watson. And so does that mean the series is over well here's the thing like i thought i said before after season three was over i was fairly certain both uh benedict cumberbatch and um uh what's his name <laughs> martin freeman martin, martin freeman <laughs> benedict cumberbatch and martin freeman both said that they had uh they had heard um story outlines for season four and five and and I've heard recently that that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is signed on for a season five, and that there's a treatment written for it. Uh, now, as for whether it's going to actually happen or not, they said they don't know. They said they wrote this episode in a way that if it is the final episode, they'll be happy with it being the final episode. But there's still an opportunity for them to make more if they want to. Uh, always an opportunity, which really means uh, we'll let you know again on your deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it all depends on uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Ma Martin Freeman's schedules, mostly schedules and, you know, maybe how much they charge. Um, well, And the viewers. There was an, depends on if there's enough there viewers. Was an, there was an old rumor before the season started that season four would be the last and if they were to go on to a fifth season or sixth season or what have you, it would be without Benedict Cumberbatch or M Martin Freeman. No, I don't think that's the case. I, I believe Benedict Cumberbatch is signed on for a fifth season if it's made. Uh, I don't know about Martin Freeman. Um, that being said, have you heard the conspiracy theory? Of what? Of uh, so something that relates to this weekend. 
this upcoming weekend? Uh, no. Okay, so supposedly there is a conspiracy theory that there is a secret fourth episode <laughs> of the season. What? <laughs> Why? Uh, there's a few reasons. Um, first of all, this Sunday is the 22nd of January, which is 221. 221B, <laughs> two, two, baby. Okay. Uh, another factor is uh, on uh, in the second episode... Uh, Sherlock says everybody stops looking after the third. Oh, why? Yeah, yeah. Why does everyone stop counting after the third? Yeah. Right, right. And right. then um, apparently, after the making of this episode aired on BBC, there was a little clip that played after the end that said that was Moriarty saying, "You didn't really think I was gone, did you?" Something like that. <laughs> and oh dear, there's other things like. Um, Somebody asked Moffat about it, and he said, oh, uh, I found, let me see what it was, the loss, he said, uh, wait, here he goes, it, uh, writer Stephen Moffat was asked about a fourth hidden episode in a recent interview in which he responded, it, it doesn't reflect the fact that there's going to be, going to a fourth episode, for heaven's sake, what kind of secrets do you think we're keeping, let's go home and check, oh look, episode four, the lost special. <laughs> and the Lost Special is a, a short story written by Arthur Conan Doyle several years after the final problem, which is widely known as a Sherlock story, even though the main character's name is never revealed. So the idea could be that they're they're copying uh, Arthur Conan Doyle by uh, <laughs> doing a the, the Lost Special. Uh, <laughs> for a new special episode, <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that, but I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of cool for a, there to be a secret episode, but I highly doubt it because those some people are conspiracy. The, some people in the conspiracy theory are saying that there's this um, some show slated to air on uh, on uh, on Sunday that they think that's just some fake show that it's going to actually be Sherlock, or maybe that the BBC One will suddenly announce you know that there's a new episode next week uh on sunday because they they show their tv guides a week ahead and you know so right now you wouldn't know that it's there but maybe by sunday they will <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> ultimately it's i'm probably saying a lot a of times of crap. With these, it's not gonna happen but it's probably a load of crap because they usually have to go through proper channels which... and you know all the paparazzi blah, and blah, stuff blah, blah. they would have known about it so yeah uh, anyways, that's about it this uh, this week. It's either the last Sherlock podcast or who knows what's going to happen. We just follow it as it happens. It'll be four years um, before the next season. That's... Oh, yeah, usually. <laughs> um, like I said, the last time we talked about Sherlock was in, well, I guess the Obama Bride, but the actual podcast season that we had talking about Sherlock was our second season. And that would have been um, three years ago? Yeah, it's uh, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, lots of time passes by for these shows, so you never know if they are coming back or not, and there's, like, no telling until it But like I said, supposedly Benedict Cumberbatch is signed on, and they have written a treatment for season five. Now, whether it actually gets made or not is up to several factors, um, being, you know, Martin Freeman, obviously, uh, whether... I heard that they weren't friends. (laughs) Okay, uh... (laughs) And w- whether whether they actually are interested 
you know, and doing it, whether they have the schedules, whether, um, you know, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss actually do want to do another one, whether BBC feels like they have enough money or enough viewers to continue it. All, all sorts of factors would factor into whether it, it, it comes back or not. But there's still some potential for it. It's not, it's not a confirmed series finale. Not a confirmed Except series in the finale. British sense. Okay. Since, you know, series four. <laughs> right. Series finale. Um, series theme. That's no, French. All right. So uh, you won't be hearing from us probably for a few months. And Doctor Who, Doctor I believe. Who come back. I believe Doctor Who is confirmed to be in April, but I'm not 100% on that. Last right, time I checked, it did say April. So both Doctor Who and Prison Break coming in uh, April? You you watched the uh, um, the trailer to Season 10? For for Doctor Who? Yeah. I don't know if I saw the actual trailer. After after the Christmas special? Maybe I did. I, I don't did, know. I it, forgot Did it say already. April on it? Do you know? No, I I don't remember seeing it. I guess I could be wrong, but okay. Well, so Wikipedia I guess you'll said see us. Last time I checked, Wikipedia said April's, but uh, who knows? Okay, well, we'll figure that out as it comes, as the news comes, I guess. But uh, I guess you'll see us in April, whatever day it is. I'm not sure, but um, that's when you should be looking out for smaller on the outside. Uh, my name is Dave, and I was the detective with you this evening. I'm Andy. Who is the companion? Who is the secret sibling? Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say family member because he considers Watson to be family or whatnot. That's true. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it, guys. Catch you in a few months. Peace out. Peace out.